Hello, and welcome to the Chair's Corner from the Department of Medicine at the University of North Carolina. This is our series on new treatments, and today we're going to discuss a concept known as biosimilars. We welcome Dr. Hans Herfarth, Professor of Medicine in our Division of Gastroenterology and Hepatology, he also co-directs the UNC Multidisciplinary Center for Inflammatory Bowel Disease Research and Treatment. Welcome. Thank you for the invitation, and thank you for having me. What is a biosimilar? So a biosimilar is a very complex drug which is manufactured by biotechnology. It's manufactured by living organism, and that makes them different from the drugs we normally take, which are small molecules or small drugs. And um, these small drugs are, for example, acetaminophen or Tylenol, and they are produced by chemical processes. So it's a biotechnology process. It's complex, and uh, biosimilars are produced by living organisms. I think that's the main three points. Is there a difference between what's known as a biologic drug and a biosimilar? Yeah, a biologic drug is essentially the original drug approved by the FDA years ago, for example. And the biosimilar is a similar biologic. It's not the same. It's not identical. It's just similar, but it has similar efficacy and safety. That's a requirement. Give me an example of, an, of a biosimilar. Uh, biosimilars were just recently approved in the United States, at least for inflammatory bowel disease, and there are two. They are called Renflexis and Inflectra. There will come more to that detail in a minute, but in other words, it's a drug or a group or a couple of drugs that mimic the, uh, the effect of a well-known drug, and they're similar to it, but in some ways different. Yep. What's the difference between uh, a generic drug? So, for example, the example you used was acetaminophen, which is, the gen which is a generic drug at this point. What's the difference between a generic drug and a biosimilar? So a biosimilar is similar to the originator. I call the originator the original biologic. The generic is absolute identical. So the acetaminophen is identical to what we know as Tylenol, which was first on the market. And uh, due to the complex process used for production of biologics, you can never really do an absolutely identical copy. You will not never generate this. Ironically, the Remicade, what we have today, is probably best described as a biosimilar of the Remicade which we used in 2000. Uh, there were several manufacturing uh, processes changed in total, I think, about 36 times over the last 20 years. And every time you change a manufacturing process to make it better, to make it more efficient, the batch is not the same produced with the new manufacturing process compared to the old one. Of course, there are no significant differences. The differences are in the range of 1% to 3%. But that is essentially not an identical copy of the Remicade we used 10 to 15 years ago. So if you get Remicade today, it's a similar biosimilar of the Remicade you got in 2012, just an example. 
if you're cooking chicken on the grill, it could be the same recipe, but because the place that you got your chicken from would be different, they would not be identical. They would be the even though the the recipe was the same, the chicken dish would be slightly different. Uh, they would be similar but different. Yes. Why are biosimilars used? What's the reason to have them created or formed in the first place? So they are significant cheaper uh, than the originators, and uh, this has been shown in Europe, where the biosimilar, for example, of Remicade is 30 to 50% cheaper depending on the country compared to the originator. Uh, with that, insurances could economize uh, more patients had broader access to biologics. For example, in Hungary, uh, the prescriptions of biologics increased, so more patients had access to this excellent drug class. And we hope to see the same thing here in the United States. We hope to see perhaps the insurance premiums decreased for patients getting biologics or and or as well a broader access possibility for patients to get biologics in the first place. There are a number of autoimmune diseases, inflammatory bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis. There are many of them, all of which use uh, a biologic class of drugs known as TNF or tumor necrosis factor inhibitors. There are many of these now, and Remicade is an example of those. When they first came out, they were extremely expensive. What you're suggesting then is that over the course of time, biosimilars are helping us decrease the cost and increasing availability for patients. Exactly. Okay, so the advantage of a biosimilar or, or several biosimilars is that there are opportunities for physicians and their patients to have a number of drugs uh, in their armamentarium. They have lots of, op uh, lots of possibilities to use. If you prescribed this class of biologics, for example, an anti-TNF agent, and that is, for example, Umira or Remicade or Simsia or Symponi or Embrel, uh, it could very well be that your insurance says uh, that they don't cover it and you have significant co-pays. Now with the biosimilars, it may very well happen that your insurance suddenly approve this anti-TNF therapy for you because it's cheaper for the insurance and they're able to pay for it. So that could be the advantage of a broader access, which we didn't have before because we had just one type of drug. Are they just as safe as the original drug? This was a major concern when biosimilar were first introduced. There have been now numerous trials in rheumatoid arthritis and in inflammatory bowel disease and probably other indications as well, but I'm just aware of inflammatory bowel disease and rheumatoid arthritis, uh, where they tested safety and efficacy of this biosimilar and they were equivalent to the originator. So there was no difference in the number of side effects and there was no difference in efficacy. That, that, that means as well they are not more effective, they are similarly effective, but not less effective. They are not more safer or safer, uh, but they are similar safe, but they are also not unsafer. They are absolutely similar to the originators. 
are then biosimilars interchangeable? Interchangeable designation is not yet approved by the FDA for any biosimilar, as I'm aware of, interchangeable means that you can change between a biosimilar and an originator or between two biosimilars back and forth as you like. And that safety and efficacy has not yet been shown. It has been shown for one switch. The other thing for interchangeability is that the dispensing pharmacy doesn't have to tell the prescribing doctors that they switch to another drug. They can do it by themselves. So if a patient is switched to biosimilar, the pharmacy will tell the prescribing doctor that the patient will get a biosimilar and if the doctor is okay with it. And if the doctor approves it, the patient will get a biosimilar. Of course, the patient has a say as well in this. If the patient prefers to continue on the originator, we will make every effort uh, with the insurance company to get the originator approved. But again, a biosimilar is similar effective and similar safe. And one switch from the originator to a biosimilar has been shown to be safe and similar effective. Is it possible that the patient wouldn't know that a switch has occurred? It's possible um, if the patient is not told. Uh, normally, in our infusion centers, as far as I'm aware of, the patient will be told that they are switched to a biosimilar, and the insurance will as well write the patient that they will be switched to a biosimilar. And this is very important. A patient who gets this letter should call his physician and ask the physician if this is okay. So that there's communication between the physician and the patient if uh, suddenly uh, a switch has been made from a drug that the patient has been on for a while to a biosimilar. Yep. Remicade is one of the examples of the drug that you have uh, already mentioned. And there are uh, biosimilars that have just recently come on the market. Can you tell us about those two? You mentioned them earlier. So that is Rinflexis and Inflectra. These are two different companies producing the biosimilar. And it might be confusing for some of the patients. Important really is to look at the name if you get Remicade, Rinflexis, or Inflectra. And again, if there are any questions, you should talk to your prescribing doctor. Uh, important is really that you're wearable of your getting. I think uh, that's a major difference between no doctor would care if you get acetaminophen or Tylenol. They just want to know if you take it. But in the setting of a biologic, it becomes more important that whoever gets one is aware what he's getting. If you were the patient and you were uh, well-controlled on Remicade or well-controlled on Humira, and now we're given uh, one of these biosimilars, would, it, would you care? So the point is, um, if I'm well controlled and there is an advantage from the insurance standpoint or from other standpoints that I switch, I think I had, would have no problem to switch because I'm aware of that they're similar effective and they're similar safe. What I would not recommend is if you're just barely stable on the original drug to switch then to see if you're more stable on the biosimilar. Again, it's a similar drug. You will not be more stable. Uh, it's just too risky to switch you in this setting. 
uh, and there is then a higher risk that you lose response. I think patients who are stable on one drug can be safely switched to a biosimilar and vice versa, because it could very well be that uh, currently insurance is approved, for example, to start with a biosimilar, let's say Renflexis, and later on, is, uh, you, you switch, you move to another state here in the United States, and uh, the next infusion place has only Remicade available, and you switch to Remicade, that's fine as well. You can switch from a biosimilar to the originator. What you shouldn't do is to get one-time Renflexis, which is a biosimilar to Remicade, one-time Inflectra, again a biosimilar to Remicade, and next time Remicade. You should not get multiple drug switches um, in a short period of time because uh, we don't know yet if this is safe. The next few years will tell us if this is safe to switch back and forth between biosimilars and Remicade. This is the interchangeability we discussed, but in the moment one switch seems to be safe, I would not recommend several switches, at least not in a short time period. There are individuals who develop uh, inhibitory uh, antibodies that decrease the uh, efficacy or how well certain biologics work. If you developed an inhibitory uh, antibody, for example, to Remicade, is that same inhibitory antibody going to decrease uh, how well a biosimilar works? Absolutely. So these antibodies are what we call cross-reactive. So because we have a similar large molecule, uh, there is a high chance, and high means I would call it above 90% chance that you develop the same antibodies again against the biosimilar. So development of an antibody against the originator will not help you to respond to a biosimilar. You will have similar reaction or similar no response to the drug. Similar if you stopped responding to the originator, biosimilar will not be any better than uh, the originator. Uh, you can as well make the same assumption for if you take Tylenol, acetaminophen will not be any better if it doesn't work. Then you should take, for example, Exatrin, which is a different uh, composition of drugs together for your headache. So the time to switch when it's safe to switch is if you're stable, you're doing well, uh, there's a clear communication between the physician and the patient, uh, an agreement of the physician and the patient to switch to a biosimilar. Under those circumstances, the switch from the original drug to the biosimilar is okay. Yes, absolutely. If the person, if the patient is not really stable on the original drug, moving to a biosimilar is not a good idea. Yep. If the patient has developed an inhibitory uh, or uh, cross-reactive antibody to the original drug, they have a high likelihood of having the same uh, response or absence of response to the biosimilar. Yep. Okay. There are so many names of all of these drugs. They're all in the same class. They're really all anti-TNF drugs that have been incredibly effective for a number of patients with autoimmune disease. So it can be very confusing for a patient, and quite frankly, the physician, to keep 
track of one drug or the other? What recommendations do you have for patients and, quite frankly, for physicians uh, not to get confused? I think we clearly have to develop systems to follow the patients and what they get. And we are trying to implement this in our clinic that we are aware of what type of anti-TNF the patient is on before we didn't need that because there was only one Remicade. Um, we have, first of all, the brand names, which are different, Remicade, Inflectra, and uh, Renflexis. The other possibility uh, are the generic names, and that might be easier to remember. So everything is in Fliximab if it's a biosimilar or the originator. However, the biosimilars have four letters adjacent to their name. For example, Inflectra is Infliximab slash DYBB. I don't know where this is coming from. The FDA made this recommendation. So whenever you see Infliximab plus something at the end, it's a biosimilar. And then you should be aware of that you're getting this biosimilar. The same will be true. We don't have it approved yet. Uh, the biosimilars for Umira. The generic name is adalimumab. So there will be four letters at the end of adalimumab. If you have the four letters at the end, you get a biosimilar. It's going to be the same four letters? Yes. No, it's not the same four letters. Um, for example, Renflexis has four letters A, B, D, A, APDA. Don't ask me where this is coming from. So it could be adalimumab um, is X, Y, Z. D, for example, with the four letters, they have for sure some meaning. Perhaps it's some chemical formulation uh, used. But important is if it's more than the name, if there's something behind it, then there is a high chance, as far as I know, in the moment, the only chance that you get a biosimilar. So it's the name, infliximab, and following that name probably with a hyphen are four letters yep. of some kind or the other. It's a clue that you're getting a biosimilar uh, product. Yep. And I think patients should be really aware of their therapies as well. And I think the modern computerized patient records uh, make this possible. You have, for example, here at UNC, we have the EPIC system, and they have a system called MyChart. And you can look into MyChart what kind of drugs you're getting, and you can follow these. And that uh, you should be aware of it, what is in my chart, that this is correct and updated. And if you have any questions about your my chart medication, you should immediately talk to your doctor if you feel there's something wrong in this my chart uh, documentation. Or if a switch has occurred and you didn't know that the switch had happened. Yes. Is there a good resource that patients can turn to uh, for more information about biosimilars and how to identify them? So the FDA has a website uh, for biosimilars, but I think I would recommend more the patient advocacy groups uh, in my field of inflammatory bowel diseases. That's the Crohn's and Caius Foundation, who made a whole website for biosimilars uh, with all the frequent asked questions. I'm very sure that for every other autoimmune condition for the patient advocacy, advocacy groups, they have websites explaining biosimilars. So if you could just Google biosimilars, there will be a lot of websites popping up. But I recommend to go to neutral websites such as the FDA or the, uh, the patient organization groups like the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Thank you so much for helping us understand biosimilars and the original drug.
Thank you for having me. Thanks so much to our listeners for tuning in. You can subscribe to The Chair's Corner on iTunes, SoundCloud, or like us on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening.